Welcome back to another episode of Talkings. I'm your host, Bobby. And I'm your host, Joey. And tonight, we have a very special guest. We got Jace in the house, ladies and gentlemen. The applause, the applause. The applause. <laughs> Jace, how are you feeling right now? I'm giddy. I'm excited for this. I like to talk. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Freaking. And thank you so much for coming here and taking the time to do this. Um, I've always wanted to have you on the podcast because you are a very unique individual person. Okay. I've personally I've never met anyone like you in my entire life as a compliment. Mm. Very very positive one. I've heard a lot of and positive things, yes. Dude, sure. you're like my top yeah. five like all favorite that, people. That means so much. Am I your top five? Crazy. You yeah. I guess you are, I mean You guess? <laughs> you son of a He bitch. did he no. did say that earlier. No, you are my top five for sure. Honestly, like the I talked to you about it. I only named four people in my life of like my top five. I couldn't even figure out the fifth one. Really? Maybe it's myself, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta like yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You gotta that's live it yourself. Place. It's true. No. Um Okay. Where should we start this conversation? Do you want to talk about your Deadpool? Because he asked you oh. why you like Deadpool so much. I'm seeing a lot of Deadpool insignia and like oh, yeah. Deadpool propaganda. We got the doll here. The doll of a Deadpool. We're right surrounded here. by Deadpool. I got a Deadpool <laughs> tattoo. Deadpool dolls. I'm a kid. Um, yeah, I guess we could start with that. <laughs> um, so the reason why I really like Deadpool is because he doesn't take anything really too serious. But he always gets things done. Yeah. Plus, he's funny, and he likes tacos and chimichangas. Like, Dude, that's you. That's, I mean, that's, that's me. up your alley. That's right up my alley, and my favorite color is red. Mm. Um, but for the most part, he, like I said, he doesn't take life too serious. But he's fully aware of what he's doing, and he gets everything that is presented to him done. So I love you. Yeah. And. You know, he's got a healing factor, so it's always like staying young, keeping keeping that youth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. a minute since I've seen Deadpool, but good choice. Yeah. Deadpool's a really good one. And Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds is dope, beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. So that's perfect. Yeah. I've collected his comics for about <laughs> ten years now, something like that. Maybe more. Did you read comics? I did, yeah. I mean I wasn't like a complete fanatic with comic books mm -hmm. I picked like certain heroes that I would collect comics for and his happened to be like the one that I really got attached to just okay. because he was just it was just super funny yeah it's yeah. pretty bonkers yeah good that's right so. hell yeah um so Jace you you've lived in Utah your whole life right I did Brigham City. Uh-huh. Brigham City, born and raised. Brigham you told City. me where Brigham City I was like where the hell is that so far away it's like yeah. super far up north it is. It's like 20 minutes, 25 past Ogden. Wow. Northbound, so. Yeah, in a little high... And I, I, my parents are divorced, so I live with my dad and his family there. Okay. My grandma, his four siblings, all of my cousins, and right I have on. one blood sister. Really? Yeah. And is it is she older or younger? Younger. 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 So she's 19. Oh, nice. As of February. How old are you? 22. 22. 22. You seem so much older too, like yeah. very mature for your age. For sure. Thank you. Like, for sure. Thank you. I like to. I I, I, I like to um, associate with everyone else my age who says it's like trauma. Trauma. Like it makes you older. Oh yeah, totally. So like, like, <laughs> I seem older because I went through a thousand things. But yeah, really. Brick city. It's tiny, small did, farm town. Did you grow up LDS? 
I did. My my dad's not very religious or strictly religious at all. He's very much like a frat guy, like beer and food and baseball, like is his whole day. So my grandparents were pretty assistive in my formative years, so they required me to go to church. But I got baptized probably 12 or 13. I left pretty frequently, but jumped in a couple times like throughout my later adulthood because it's Uh like Utah. Right. You're You're surrounded by it. Right. And socially, it feels like a contract you have to fulfill at some points in order to like get things you want. Totally. So I did that quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When did you fully leave? Like where you're like, I'm just, oh, I I, honestly, probably high school, like 16, 17. Like I had, I had personal inclinations of like maybe looking into it more, but Mm. like I did not go after that because I was pretty like flaming. Okay. As a gay pretty early in my life so it was right. pretty it was pretty clear I wasn't gonna survive in yeah. that environment yeah they yeah for those people that don't know the LDS the LDS church doesn't they don't believe in oh no you being gay you no. they, they think it's a choice right yeah that's yeah. crazy they think it's a in choice and, yeah, and it's weird that there's just like the whole social contract so I feel like I think they're I think they allow gays into the church now as far oh, yeah. as like mem- as, you know because they want formative members and like yeah. people who can participate in society I don't think they want to discriminate based on that one thing right. but they do tell you to like no, not fulfill like any sexual desires within your entire life like so don't be you exactly if you want to be a part of this church. Right. So you can call yourself wow. whatever you want, but you can't, like, participate in any other style of life. Wow. That's, that's what it feels like. That's crazy. Yeah, it is quite crazy. Can't but, imagine, like, living in life as, like, a lie. Or, like, you have, like, this big secret. I can't imagine that. There's a lot of people that do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, totally. Just here all the time. Yeah, it's really common here. It's, like, the mm. I probably meet more men that are afraid of their sexuality than have, like expressed like positivity within that experience as an individual right you know interesting i mean i i get it too my brother is actually gay Uh and he didn't come out until freak like mid-20s really yeah yeah that seems pretty classic yeah but he we didn't grow up lds interesting what we grew up here Mm -hmm. you know what i mean we grew up catholic so my parents were super open and accepting of just about anything they're they're the they, they're not very judgmental people, so it was, I just think it was maybe his environment. I don't even, I don't actually know, but I could see. I, I think it happens a lot, too, because of, like, morals and ethics that are included with, like, growing up in good households. Right. Like, I think it's just, it's, I think when you grow up, I mean, even around parents that you love and that, like, you cherish, I think I, there's still that fear of, like, not being accepted by them fully or, like, maybe they're super an accepting amongst, like, the public eye, but in, like, the household... Right. It's like a total different story. Yeah. Because my dad was the same way. He was super open and like, you know, we we were able to do anything, ask any question at any time with him growing up. But like, I was terrified. I, I couldn't even tell him. I don't think I fully... I was experiencing like social outness for three or four years before I like officially came out to my dad. All my friends knew, my friends' parents, extended family members... So you're just kind of terrified about oh, yeah. telling him. Oh yeah, I, I think that, I think it makes react. it real. Because I think I think like to other people in the world, there's that feeling of like I could be whoever I want to be whenever whenever I see you. Right. So it's like if I want to, you know, be real with myself, like I'm, you're living through like your your own movie in that way. Mm-hmm. But just like going home to your parents and your siblings, it's like you revert back into whoever you truly are. 
right. right? In a weird way. So it's like, yeah, it makes it real. When you confront, like, who you are to your family, that's, yeah. like, something you can't really take back. Oh, I like that. That's that's cool. And I so you both, both of your parents, were they accepting of yes. it? Yes. In fact, my mom is an active and lesbian that's, really? that's crazy to say active lesbian it's like she has a disease or something like she's active but um no she's lesbian no shit she, that's amazing yeah she's queer i should say that's a better way of saying it um but wow. she actually spent my whole childhood um pretty alcoholic okay. actually extremely alcoholic but like pretty in and out and pretty infrequent in my adult in my formative years so she was actually in prison for the latter of my, like, prepubescent, you know, so, like, 10, 11, 12, 13, right? She was really in and out of jail. Like, she actually spent a couple years in prison. Really? Uh-huh. Do you mind if I ask why? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Alcohol. Like, honestly, like, court system stack, basically, is, like, okay. what I've been accustomed to believing, I guess, where it's, like, they just took several different encounters throughout different counties throughout the state that had to do with DUIs or... Maybe she was with someone who had paraphernalia, so she got, like, looked into those charges. She did have a a few events where it's, like, she skipped out on bail, she skipped out on court dates, she assaulted a police officer because of the alcoholic, you know. Right. So, yeah, it was just, like, a stacking of charges. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, she... I mean, it's kind of badass, but I, I, I mean, from talking to her, it sounds like that's actually a lot of, like, what women i think suffer at least here in utah uh-huh. there are a lot of people like that who had who spend you know time in jail maybe they're not using like narcotics or something but they're oh, at least yeah. like interesting addicted yeah so she spent a couple of years in there and she met her now wife uh-huh. in prison right really yeah this is awesome this yeah. is a good story Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she met her now wife in prison um they get released um, she lives with my grandpa for a moment. Okay. He's like, uh, not religious, but he's very much like, um, like an old timey Western old cowboy. Very old school. Mm-hmm. Not in a very pop culture way. Like more is more in like a cowboy pop culture way. Like he has an old, you know what I mean? Like sixties Dutch looking house. It's ratted. It's tagger. There's like a barn in the backyard. He has horses. He keeps animals like. He has dogs, at, you know, I'm outside. Wakes up at the like, same time, goes to bed Every day, right? Time. Eats, yeah. like, pork chops three days a week. Yeah. You know, mashed potatoes, yeah. corn. It's, yeah, like that. So she moves back in him, and that's how my mom was raised. So when I started visiting her, like, frequently within my life, during those years, like, my early teens, uh-huh. living with my grandpa, and also, like, now being accustomed to her lifestyle with having girlfriends and, um, a wife now like we got accustomed to this woman named denise and we met her kids and so they kind of became like our step family wow so then throughout my teenage years we you know the early ones i was pretty frequently like around them uh-huh every other weekend or so getting to know that family my mom ended up getting married to her like they had a ceremony when utah went through that gap period yeah. after the the federal banning of the law right. here in Utah. Um, they, like, got married in a courthouse. We, like, saw it. It was really weird and interesting and beautiful. So as far as, like, looping this back to the original point, um, she was very open and experienced. In fact, she, I t- think I told her first, like, the first person in my immediate family, except my sister. My little mm-hmm. sister is, like, my backbone. Okay. So it was, like, she knew yeah. as a kid, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she... Was she already out like she came out before you uh 
told her, or did you tell her before she came out? No, she, she was out. She was out. In fact, this day we were already like living with her partner's family too. Wow. So I already had like this two mother life thing that was happening. How did you feel about that? It was interesting. I yeah. think it was hard only because like I I think I think as a kid I was already feeling ostracized for being gay in yeah. a weird environment. Oh, so totally. then it was like just another thing to make everything like more nervous and scary and like another reason for people to find me different uh, i didn't love that it was frightening and especially because of my step siblings like all of us were quirky and weird we were just like the nerd cl- you know which there are a lot of like there are a lot of nerds and weirdos out there but as a kid it's like you kind of resent it or maybe i was just taught to right that's that's amazing that is Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting experience. So, I mean, my parents were awesome and accepting, which I think is the why why I am the way I am now. Yeah. Not only were they accepting, but like my mom was like full fledged, like anything you want, anytime, any questions you have, like let's talk about it. And that's how it should be. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that that, that helps so tremendously. Like, I mean, I I haven't experienced it, but I mean, like I said, my brother, uh-huh. he. I, I bet you it was that same thing. He's just terrified. He doesn't know what, you know, my parents are going to say or anything. I I can't even imagine. I can't even wrap my mind around how, what that experience yeah, would be. How nerve-wracking that would be. So, yeah. I, I, can, I can see. You yeah. Know, I, I bet. But, cool. That's super intriguing. Yeah. So, how, what, how did you get into dance? Um... I played a lot of sports growing up. My dad was very much like, I don't know, he, he was just interested in sports, and so I think I was like a way to relive that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he like, could go to the field and like watch me practice like he did as a kid. So I played, um, I don't know what I started out with. I think probably soccer for a little bit. I got tired of it. Or well, like in the off season, I played football, I think once, just once, because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. My uncle like coached Little League, and I was horrible, like really, really poor at it, and I hated it. I played soccer a little bit more later on, but it was good, you know, like, that That game is actually pretty easy, yeah. when you're fast and, like, slim and small and white, like, you kill that game, <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> it, was, it was really simple in, like, this little farm town with kids, you yeah. know, I loved that, and then baseball for a season, which we won, like, this whole, like, we won, like, the whole championship, but I didn't hit a single ball the whole season, no my dad way. really loves to tell that story, in fact, the only ball I ever hit was a foul ball mm-hmm. and he likes to like make up this story that i like bunted a ball like to like <laughs> to like a shortstop and like got to first base and i never did that never happened but <laughs> it, i was pretty bad so basically i played a lot and we got into like um an intermediate school mm-hmm. that was like sixth and seventh grade mm-hmm. i saw a girl dancing at a break and i thought she was really beautiful this girl was and i like remember talking to her and becoming her friend over the course of it but she would like always dance during recess and lunch and i was like what is that like it's so dope you look at britney spears like i gotta try that so she ended up talking to me into like coming to try a class and i don't know i was really my dad was super open about it like as long as i was doing something so I had done gymnastics too so i don't think he was like used i think he was already like much accustomed to me being weird as a kid so yeah i Weird started with that yeah i started as a <laughs> studio dancer taking like open hip-hop classes hip-hop right yeah. okay air quotes Qu- air, air quotes, quotes on that sorry <laughs> to the audience hip-hop classes um that was much more like drillography or something but it was fire i loved it i got attached to like the environment of being around women i think i just felt really safe 
Right. It was so different than being in like a, being coached with like men and boys and like the sweatiness and weirdness and like I was coming into like you puberty. I I was definitely already feeling some type of way about boys, so I think it was just like a, a place for me to feel safe. Right. That so makes sense. I really got attached to that, and I didn't stop after it. I literally started right then. I had I didn't stop afterwards. I've been dancing, you know, my whole life. Cool. I was with that studio um, for a really long time till yeah. about high school, and then I found like a theater company that uh, we had a director in high school uh, organize, and I loved it. So I joined that and quit studio, which was amazing. So that's, I've been dancing ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, Do you have a specific style that you? enjoy more than others contemporary contemporary yeah i think i'm emotional and i just like i think i really excel at like quirky modern um based you know fluid movement yeah i mean because i've i've met you on like junction like more as a person you know i met you on junction and i got to see you actually perform with them and you are like by far the most like energetic like outgoing very strong, intriguing person I've ever seen dance, and you're wow. honestly my favorite person to watch dance. Thank you. Because not a lot of people are like that, you know what I mean? A lot of people are very, um, what's the word? Um, like self-conscious. Of like timid. Intimid, yeah. 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 And they're, but you yeah. are just kind of like the, the exact opposite. Even like watching you battle, you don't have that much experience battling, and I watched oh. you yesterday, and it's very intriguing, and it's very powerful and passionate, and it's it's something I feel like a lot of like newcomers, at least as far as battling, does they don't really yeah. like, get that far. And you know? I, I, on the bad side, I feel like I'm gonna have to work backwards now because I'm realizing like mm. what really makes breaking special, and it's like it's the flavor, it's the yeah. personality of the mm. of the individual like that really sticks out because you can be a really really fire motherfucker like you can pull x game shit out like you can pull red bull shit out Mm -hmm. and you can look like a professional but it's just like if you're not selling it it's just like i can i mean the i mean it shows in the judges it shows in the winner like yeah people just don't like it you know Mm -hmm. or or just it doesn't hold up against flavor which i think in an all styles battle is different i feel like i have a lot of flavor but i feel like it's the difference between like a flamethrower and a lighter Mm, yeah. It's like one of them lights your bowl, the other one like melts your glass. Yeah, we're talking about like weed, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, it's like a good analogy. Sometimes I I melt the glass. I think. Yeah, like, totally. I'm a, I think I'm a dumpster fire sometimes. Yeah, I was gonna piggybacking Inspiring. off of what he said. I I I like watching you dance too. It's very unique, and you're very you look very comfortable in what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that uh, that comfortability that's even a word or. Uh, what do you call it? My goodness. I can't think of the word. Um, COVID brain. COVID <laughs> Just brain kidding. still. No. Um, it's been a long day. But uh, confidence, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. You're super confident in what you do. And it, like he said, it's unique. And it, it is like a flame flower, yeah. thrower. Like you just go out, throw all of that emotion and your heart onto yeah. the floor. And it's like... Yes, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is, it's it's a joy to watch, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, holding it down. Mm. Holding it What would you say, like, how'd you get into the dance scene? Like, how'd you kind of, like, come about? Junction. And, or was it sort of junction? Because you went I to, like, say, the peanut butter jam, right? Yeah. You know that jam? I think my introduction into the community was really through Millennium. I had been a studio-trained mm. dancer, and so I don't even know where I really found out about Millennium or... 
Like, I seriously don't even remember how I took my first class. I just remember, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, the early, early days, but it was, like, 2016, 2017. I was pretty regularly taking classes throughout those final years of my high school, and I just became, like, really comfortable there. Um, so, yeah, I started teaching mm-hmm. uh, at, like, in, you know, not teaching, but taking a lot. Mm-hmm. I ended up meeting Jeffrey... Louisiana, and he was really like the spark for Salt Lake City. Like, I just started spending a lot more time down here. Mm-hmm. I started having a lot more rehearsals, being more accustomed to the community. People, I mean, like a lot of battles back then, or like events were held at Millennium anyway, right? Or somewhere around there. And also, it's just like I just went everywhere with everyone. I was like, you know, I could barely, I couldn't get in the club, so it was like I, my friends were sneaking me in. Like, hell yeah, that's why. That's how I got accustomed to it. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Set, twenty probably twenty seventeen. That's cool. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah. and Really fire community. Totally, yeah. And it's, it is, a, like, Jeff Lee, Jeffrey is an awesome human being. Yeah. And he's got that flame flower, yeah. thrower vibe as yeah. well. Like, yeah, he was a major. Super energetic, super positive, super outgoing and accepting. Mm-hmm. And when you get involved with somebody like that in the community, even like Millennium. Right. Millennium is kind of like a central hub for the community um so that it's really cool that you found that place and uh yeah moving on do you have any other i'm sorry i'm i don't know i've been eating all these airheads and i'm (laughs) determining which (laughs) flavor is the best i know i feel like we need to get deep or something yeah so now that we have an introduction on you Uh uh-huh all right let's let's do this what Besides dance, what else are you passionate about? That's a great question. Or what do you want to talk about? Let's go there. Okay. Um, that's a deep question because I feel like I'm. What I'm gonna answer is is what I want to talk about is pro- or like what am I most passionate about is probably like the thing I spend most second most of my time on or like thinking about right. Okay. And I feel like it's probably like self-help or like personal growth like genuinely in a real way yeah there's not like a specific topic like dance is a part of that journey of personal growth right it's just like the deepest form of expression i have i love that that's where i'm at right now right well so like i'm obsessed with it i wouldn't i will i actually do like i personally put so much time and energy like i i literally live in the situation i do and i'm doing the things i'm doing currently with my you know trajectory to incorporate to you know incorporate dance in my life mm-hmm. for as long as possible that basically is what i'm saying like right i'm setting myself up a foundation to do this for as long as possible that's awesome and i think that's kind of where my energy is like i'm going to school right now for my lmt which is a licensed manual or massage therapist and i'm like formatting my job and my life and my friendships all around i don't know just becoming a better person for sure. Like that's, you know, I don't know, healing is like my is like my biggest second passion or something. Yeah. I guess I wish I had like another hobby or something, but I really don't. Like I spend the if I'm not dancing or working, I'm probably like sitting in my room or doing my laundry. Like it's pretty much that one thing that's like, you know, the propeller of my boat. Cool. Um so okay, so you're into self-help and things like that, you're yeah. saying. Um what what is one thing recently that has just sparked your interest where you're just like, oh, I want to 
I want to learn more about this. What what is this all about? Or even like a book, yeah, or a podcast, or any kind of thing that you've listened to where it's just kind of like sparked you. Honestly, I, that's a great that's a great question because I feel like it was probably in this long chain of events, it was a breakup that I had experienced. Okay. That led, or not really a breakup, just a separation mm-hmm. of person, mm-hmm. and it led me to this point of like just like adult mindset like I think it was one of those clicks where I was like woof like I am looking in the mirror and I'm in my life right now and I just don't love the person I am or I just like don't love the person I'm acting like the experiences I'm having I don't feel like aligned with deeply who I want to be so I feel like that through that experience that was probably probably that was probably like late 2019 and then the beginning of 2020 and then through all of 2020 because of COVID it was like that journey just felt like skyrocketed I was forced to like spend time alone move back to Utah move back into my father's house to my old high school room and it was just like I was confronting everything all over again so I feel like the one thing is like yeah like personal improvement or just like what's I'm looking for this word and I feel like it's just like mindfulness mindfulness Mm -hmm. that's what's been that's what I've been really focusing on so it's been like that experience of I don't know journaling a lot having a lot of like self-discussion because of those giant conversations um in the middle of 2020 with covid with black lives matter with the death of george floyd with i don't know like just this extremely long open-ended conversation of like mindfulness and Mm -hmm. what are we doing here and why are we participating in in society the way we are what are we looking for for the rest of our lives that's really where Dude. I've been focusing. I love that. And I, I love the way, like, you think personally, because you are by far, I think, like, the deepest person, like, Oof. I've ever met in my entire life. And there's just, again, like, some sort of type of energy that you have that a lot of people can just gravitate towards you, or, like, they come for you for, like, answers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's amazing, like, you found all of this, like, this knowledge and this, just this healing. Yeah. Like, I look at you, and you really generally feel like a healer so i think i think that's very important for a lot of people in the community um to have and then that's another thing too is i do notice with you is that you you do a lot of journaling i do um can you speak more on that like why how did you get more into that why do I you do it always have a journal with me really oh it's right there <laughs> it's you right busted there. out anywhere and everywhere yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah it really it became during that breakup during that like catalyst i could call it uh-huh. it was I, I don't know i just like i had a friend i was working at a coffee shop i had a lot of spare time during that job where i wasn't like helping customers i was just kind of like chilling in this ambiance space on in a coffee shop on sunset boulevard it was very much like a movie but i just had this friend who got me a journal and I just like felt really connected to it. I felt really connected into like writing it down everything I was experiencing. I also felt like I was calling my family a lot, okay. and just like other people. Like I had gotten to that habit. I re- when I realized like I was really homesick, mm-hmm. so I started kind of like to call upon people of my life, and I just felt like the conversations were endless. I mean, and and were bottomless and kind of pointless mm-hmm. with my family. I just felt like they were so unaware of what I was going through. Had never put themselves in that position before, you know? Right. Like, I don't know if either of my parents had even had, like, experienced multiple relationships, like, before they had even found each other and had kids. Like, oh, wow. I just think they're from a whole different life. Oh, totally. So like that... 
like older generation. Totally. In marry like, your high school sweetheart. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think they they found each other pretty late in life, like 28, 27, you know? Okay. And then they had kids by 29, 20, like 30. Like, okay. it was just, right I think it was a really fast, like weird experience. Yeah. So it was like talking to those people, like the people that lived in Northern Utah for the majority of their life up until like almost their third decade. And then wow. their child, who's like 19, 20, lives in California by his own accord. You know what I mean? Not yeah. not in school, doesn't have any type of trade or certification. Is just like dancing? Like what? Yeah. So I just felt like the conversations were pointless. Yeah. Journaling was an experience for me to like really connect to whatever it was I was feeling at that time. Right. And then it kind of just, it kind of, it kind of has just stuck and it's become like another artistic outlet. I use it a lot for like maintaining balance in my life, especially when shit gets crazy, you know, it's really good for pretty much anything. I don't know, like a grocery list and also a poem that like snaps into your head or specifically as I'm getting older, like anxiety, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're an adult and you're starting to worry more about money or I don't know right now, like a vaccine or Mm -hmm. like any of these countless things that are just like being piled. So with the things that you write in your planner, do you like dwell on the things like that you like, say you looked back like a year ago and Mm -hmm. you reread, um, like a paragraph of what you wrote? Like, do you dwell on like that or are you like, whoa, for an example, like I I didn't write a whole lot, but I did kind of keep like a little bit of like a note journal like in my phone. Uh-huh. And I remember one time in particular where I was working for Pepsi, I was waiting for my load and I was feeling very just not like myself, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I heard like, you know, writing things down will like make you feel better, make you th- think more clearly and everything. So I just basically wrote down everything what I was feeling like and it was just stuff that like didn't even really make sense or it could be like I'm not happy with the situation that I'm at and yeah you know so on so forth and I reread that note a year later and as I was reading it I was like dude this doesn't even sound like me this bizarre I also I'll second that totally yeah yeah so it's like it's amazing how you can just kind of like grow and your mindset just changes like over in the course of a year. Yeah. Hell, even like a week probably, you know, yeah. like your mind's just like, what was I talking about? Right. Like what was I thinking about? Right. And so. I mean, psychologically our language like shapes the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It shapes how we view everything, how we express emotion towards anything, like literally the way we speak is basically like how we define our world to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So I felt like as a kid, because I was coming to adjust to adult life, like I just had so many words was easier to just like get them all on a page yeah whether they meant something or not and i think that kind of helped too with a lot of like how i dealt with like grief or shame or fear because i started to realize like they're all just words they're all just thoughts like it helped me connect to that more secure understanding that like every voice in here isn't like always you Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like there's i think you're the one listening you're they're not necessarily like the one speaking in there if that makes sense that's a really deep thought that That is is. it's like i think that that's a better way to look at it it's like you're not everything you're just what you want to be like you can change in an instant so it's like maybe you could be a psychopath in your head right yeah you have those crazy really like invasive thoughts about life and the way you view things and your relationships and trauma but it's like it's how you act on it in the real world or like how you actually you know choose to interpret the voices you're hearing right how you filter them out yes that's that is a super uh, deep 
thought process <laughs> for sure. Yeah, right. Um, interesting. Okay, so you journal. Uh, do you meditate? I do. I do, and I, I'm not necessarily great at practicing that regularly, but right. it is something that's like heavily weighs on my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say through school recently too, because I am forced, not forced, but like I am forced, but not unwillingly to take um, opportunities to meditate really regularly because of the type of practice that like manual therapy or massage therapy puts you into. And like that really intimate space of like touching another person's body like requires a lot of personal control and like self-centering and like boundary, um, you know, mediating, I say, want to say that's a good word, but um, meditation has been a really awesome tool for that. Totally. Yeah, I actually listened to a podcast the other day, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how you don't have to just, meditation isn't just, you don't have to sit there and, you know, deep breathe and, you know, observe your thoughts just in that aspect. You can do it in the shower, you can do it while you're running, you can do it while you're dancing. Yes. Like you're saying, massage therapy. So that's that's pretty, I I took that and I was like, oh, I meditate all the time because I'm constantly like... Observing my thoughts and trying, you know. Yeah, yes. I don't know about you guys. Yes. I get like my best ideas like through like dancing yeah. while I'm driving. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of weird. Driving yeah. is driving. Like, yeah, you know, what I mean? like you're driving home from work and you're just kind of like your mind just like blanks out. You're like, you get from like A to Z. And you're like, how did I get here? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so weird. you just go on autopilot. Yeah. Autopilot. I do that a lot too. As dancers too, I feel like the music is really assistive in that. Like, I think yeah. it's almost easier for me to get lost in a space of like clarity and like focus when music is playing because I feel like it like keeps me where I am. It like, you know, provides like a basis or like fundament, you know, foundation for like yeah, safety yeah, 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 yeah. in a weird way. But it's like the silence is really nauseating. It is. <laughs> the other thing, going off of silence, I was, I was watching TikTok again. Yeah. Uh, I get addicted. I get in the TikTok, TikTok rabbit hole because I follow a lot of like conspiracy theorist stuff. Oh, my oh gosh. no. <laughs> UFOs and all this crazy stuff. But one of the guys, who's a YouTuber, I can't remember his name, but he, uh, he put himself in a silent room. It's like there's no noise that comes in. Okay. Wow. And I think the... I can't remember what the world record was. It wasn't like over an hour or anything. It was like... What? 56 minutes because it can drive you mad. Really? Because you can't hear anything. But like that... That short? Like that long? Yeah. Like no one's passed an hour. Surpassed an hour. Is that what He did. Me? He passed it like... I think he did an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. Wow. But he was saying his, his experiences were, you know... 15 minutes in, he was seeing, like, bright lights. You know, just, like, his mind is just going crazy. Was he in the dark? He was in the dark, yeah, sorry. He was in the dark, and that room has absolutely no No sound. sound. And then, like, 30 minutes in, he was being able to hear his blood run through his veins. And he was just starting to hallucinate, like, different experiences. And that's why they say it can drive you mad. So sound is actually keeps you in balance yeah it's, in, it's yeah. super interesting and i think physically too there's this thing called like ear crystals like i don't necessarily i don't know how, like don't quote me on this but um there is like physically like a set of things within your ear that like actually provide proprioception which is like your body's ability to like maintain balance and like mm, register yeah. where your limbs are oh yeah, but they yeah. like assist in that process and they're in your ear so that, yeah. that does make a lot of sense like sound would also yeah you know I, I was like, oh, God, 
I kind of want to try that. It's funny. Megan was talking to me about that. Yeah, today, she just barely, yeah, because um, she had an experience where she was like really feeling nauseous and everything. The doctors are like, I don't know what the correct term for it is. They're just like your, your ear crystals or yeah. whatever. Really? Yeah. For an example, like I was kind of telling her, telling her uh, today about this. I was like, do you put like Q-tips in your ear? And then she, she's like, no. So I mean, she's I don't know what kind of issue she's got going on, but. Like doctors say, like obviously, like you don't put Q-tips in your ear to clean out your earwax. You know what I mean? There's right. Other ways to do that, but I don't know. So that's, that's just an example. It's like they can rupture your um, ear crystals and then make you your ear equilibrium just kind of like off. I've never heard of ear crystals before. Yeah, really? you should look into it. I'm it's like a real to. thing. Yeah, and I guess what she found was like there's a set of like stretches or like physical positions you can put your body in in order mm-hmm. to like get the ear crystal to maybe like get back in place or to like really yeah holy cow yeah i've never wow yeah. i think I'm it's gonna based, have to look that up it's based on some like eastern form of medicine really yeah it's i really love eastern medicine i'm Me just too. glad i don't have that problem though that's crazy that sounds kind of like like an annoying thing you know you're yeah. just like god my damn ear crystals like yeah. just making me feel sick yeah like that's hilarious yeah i don't know interesting it is really interesting. Yeah, that that whole sound room thing was crazy to me. I even like I I listen to a lot of different podcasts and right. One of them is like about the different kind of retreats that you can go on. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so, you know, like spiritual retreats, yeah, like a meditation plant retreat. medicine retreats, right. meditation retreats. Well, one of them is a dark retreat, and you are stuck. You are in the dark for like, God, I, I think it's a week, or it's. It's close to that, but you do not get to see the light of day for an entire. Keep you like in a home or like a a room. You're stuck in. And if you have to, like, let's say you leave the room, you are guided out of there with somebody with a blindfold. Like you can't see. You're just in the dark. So, what that does is it forces you to, you know, obviously not use your eyesight. Yeah. So you start listening more, and you start observing your thoughts and it, it I've heard a lot of crazy shit it's like crazy. people get you know super emotional they start crying you know what I mean yeah because they just and they're you're by yourself you're not oh. with anybody wow. until I mean like unless somebody has to guide you somewhere Dude, that's so weird I feel like there's a lot of people that cannot like stand to be by themselves no you know what I mean yeah I agree and that's I, feel like I, I think as humans I think that we need social you know like yeah. interaction right but we also i think it's good to have that alone time as well because yeah. it kind of resets you you know what i mean yeah. especially for a lot of people a lot of introverts don't like to be around people very yeah. often so it's more alone time than with people yeah. but they still need that interaction i feel like that's what i am an introvert Honestly, I mean, I can be like both. Like when I'm around other groups of people, my energy and like I'll feed off of it, and then I like, will come out. But like dude, when I was living here, like dude, oh, yeah. you barely saw me. I know <laughs> I was just, he was a hermit. I yeah, called him a hermit. Interesting. Just it's in interesting. my room, dude. Yeah, and it I'm, I'm completely like the opposite. I'm a extrovert. Really? Mm. So I'm always like, Joey, he's like, yelling hey, down the stairs. Go to the store. Hey, you want to get food? Let's get out. <laughs> Just trying to drag his vampire-looking ass out into the sun to get some vitamin D. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to look out for your best interest, bro. I'm glad I have you. You're my balance. Anyways, oh. what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I, I, that was a... That's interesting. I don't know. I'd say, like, I'm probably a good 
I don't know. I really don't know. Probably an introvert, honestly. Yeah. Mm. I think secretly, yeah. Because I do spend a lot of my time alone. Mm. But I do have specific individuals I spend time with. But is it, like, social interaction with, like, lots of people? You know? Not really. It's just more one-on-one? Yeah. Yeah. I like intimate time, but it's still social. Yeah. I like that more, too. I mean, I love being around groups of people, but I definitely like this kind of scenario. Yeah. yeah. Or environment. Right. Way better. Because you get more in, you know. Yeah. You get more in depth with your conversations. Yeah. Like, right. And it goes. Right. And I think I'm just more of a thought-provoking person. To, like, I really enjoy those types of conversations. Right. I can't spend too much time with, like, the superficial yeah. conversations. <clears throat> What's your zodiac sign? Cancer. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Cancer. Water, water sign. sign. Yeah, I'm a triple. Water. I'm a cancer sun. Cancer rising. Pisces moon. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's pretty, I honestly think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's crazy. You know what's funny? My brother is a Scorpio uh, sun, Pisces moon, Cancer rising. Wow, triple. Triple water. Wow, triple water and all three Three. shades of water. It's pretty intense. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like... Are you a fire? I'm fire. I'm double fire in earth. So I'm a Leo sun... Aries moon and Virgo rising. Yeah, you definitely seem like a fire sign. Uh, I think yeah. I'm double air and then earth. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely an air sign. Yeah, I'm air <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that is the most serious thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you're huh? definitely an air sign. Yeah. What? Daydreaming. <laughs> so is Haley though. She is. Oh yeah. She's very airy. Yeah. Oh, she's very airy. I love it. I love yeah. the air signs. Yeah. You guys are interesting. I love yeah, that. She's, she's, she's great. There's always a conversation there. Okay. Yeah. I definitely feel like water signs tend to be more introverted people, especially yeah. cancers, because cancers are ruled by the moon, right? And the yeah. moon right. Represents the home. So. Right. It's makes sense. Right. And and water signs. The cool thing about water signs. Especially Pisces and Cancers, you're super intuitive naturally. Yeah. You're the most psychic of the zodiac. That's what they say. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So I, I, I envy that. Yeah. yeah, I will. I would say that's definitely like a superpower. I think that's like what leads me into situations like this. Is like intuition. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like naturally. I think it's it's different figuring out how to like hone it, but I think it's always come really naturally. That's awesome. To form. You have, know. have you ever had, like, uh, speaking of intuition, like, where it's just, what's the craziest experience, I guess, you've had that dealt with your intuition or psychic ability where you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the chills and the goosebumps, you know what I mean? You're just like. Honestly, this is a crazy story, but it's also probably one of the best experiences I've ever put myself through. I graduated in... May of 2017, or at least that's when my high school year finished. Mm-hmm. I started working at a hotel in April. I worked at this hotel until the end of July. I had just turned 18 in July, July 3rd of 2017. I turned 18 years old. And I convinced my best friend at the time to fly to Hawaii with me and live on an organic farm in order to absorb free room and board from the farmer to work on his land. Are you serious? 
this is real. <laughs> so this happened. Yeah, this is this happened. I did this. No I found this some YouTubers awesome. online who you know did this thing called Woofing Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms, and it's this website that has this portal where you can connect with owners of organic farms around the world, and you can exchange an opportunity. It, to work on their farm as an employee, right? Uh-huh. And you can receive pay, maybe, but you can. But the goal is to is to obtain free room and board, so to work on their land, you know. So and it's and it's organic farms, so it's usually like a homegrown local, you know, small business. Uh-huh. You live on their land for free, and you help them with whatever they're doing, and then you get a, you know, that's your accommodation. You can explore on your days off and like live in that yeah, lifestyle yeah. and just like focus on yourself. You know what I mean? It kind of like attracts that vibe, that nomadic kind of lifestyle. Right. And we just like both didn't know what we were doing. I, and seriously, I have no idea why to this day something like that. Like we were both very intuitive. Uh-huh. And she's a Sagittarius. We got along really well. And we were we were we were like literally two peas in a pod. We were just like there was something about our friendship. We just knew we needed to just like get out of Utah. Um we had no idea. We, none of us wanted. Neither of us wanted to do school. Like dance didn't really seem serious to me yet, or it did, but I just like didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So we did that, and we went to no Maui, shit. right? Haiku, in on Maui, Hawaii, and we stayed in on our in, on an organic farm by this fr- French man named Philippe, and he <laughs> had bought this land I think in like the seventies or eighties when he had moved to Hawaii, and. Yeah, like, he had a whole bunch of other workers there. He basically had, like, this area of his, like, in the jungle. Because it was really... So, I don't know if you've ever been to Maui. I've never been, but I've heard it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And on this east, southeast, actually southwest side, I want to say, of the island, there's this road. And it's, you know, they basically have a giant volcano on one side and then, like, a jungle on the rest. Right. And it kind of goes, like, a big loop, comes in, kind of a big loop. Anyway... There is this whole jungle wrapped around this side on the opposite side of this valley and this volcano. Mm. And it's all this giant one long road. There's pretty much nothing in the middle. It's all protected, you know, national yeah. forest. There's just this one road they call it the road to Hana because this really isolated city that's on the side of it is called Hana. Right? You guys went to Maui. Yeah, we did the road to Hana. Right, so you did the road to Hana and I lived on the road to Hana. Like there's a random side pull off of like a fruit stand. This man runs and he has all this land and he just gets fruit from his land or and like makes smoothies and you know acai bowls and whatever and he sells them on this little trinket fucking cart on the side of the road so that people who drove on this road to hana could get it anyway that's where we lived and um the girl that i worked with she's beautiful so she they were like yeah put her in the cart dude get her the tips you know what i mean (laughs) and i was like mowing lawns and i mean like acres like giant grass fields yeah. with like like with like a riding lawnmower oh thank god it's riding I was gonna say right no seriously <laughs> or I had like you know I was like chopping bananas from a tree or like scaling scaling a tree with like oh, this little all harness humid and there, like getting dude, coconuts like... like it was really crazy uh, oh my god how long did you say you did it for we we stayed on that farm for about three months holy crap that's it yeah. so the intuition part comes in because we met a man on this farm we met a man that was visiting to this island. He lived on Honolulu. He lived in Honolulu on Oahu. He, we had met him on the cart. We had stroked, like we had, you know, you talk with a lot of people. We had striked up a conversation with him. We had gotten his number because he was like, yo, like if you guys are ever visiting Oahu, like let me know. Like I have connections there, you know, like 
you know, he was a southern man from, like, North Carolina. Like, I don't know why we clicked. He's probably, like, in his late, thir- early 30s, late 20s, I mm-hmm. want to say. So we had just, like, had his number. His name was Jonathan. I had had a feeling one day after, like, working a really rough fucking day. Like, the shit was just getting hard. And we're working, like, 35 hours a week to afford the accommodations he's giving us, which is, like, we're amazing, right? Like, we're living for free. Right. It was incredible. But I just had had a bad feeling about it. I was like, I feel like we're being exploited. This is getting tiring. Like, I'm doing some heavy shit, you know? Like, regardless of what I need to pay for, like, this work is, you know, wild. Yeah. So I was like, I think we should use the money that we have saved to purchase two plane tickets to... Oahu. We should contact this man, Jonathan, to see if we can stay with him. And we should just, like, spend the rest of our time here in Hawaii with this man doing whatever the fuck we want and not have to work anymore. Like, well, let's just use the money we've earned, the money we've saved to do this. Yeah. And, like, we had no idea if it was going to work. He ended up, like, not being able to get back to us because he was, like, working or something. And he worked for the military on Oahu, so, we, like, he couldn't have his phone regardless. I was like, we're just going to buy the tickets. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'll figure it out. Which was, a, you know, in hindsight was a bad decision because it's like we're 18, our parents don't know what we're doing. We're on these islands oh in the middle God. of the Pacific. Like, you know, to, uh, to them, we were on this farm. Like, that's mm. what we were doing, you know. But I talked her into it, and we bought those tickets, and we yeah. flew out like two days later. And it, it all worked out? Oh, yeah. We met up with this man, and he picked us up from the airport, took us back to his house. He had, like, a spare room. He let us rent for the month for 300 bucks. Wow. It wow, was amazing. Yeah. It was, that's what we did. So that was my experience at 18 years old. And Holy shit. Yeah. I felt like <laughs> we just like connected with him. Intuition just told me that it was what, I was what we were supposed to do. My goodness. Yeah. I will never forget that. It was crazy. You know? What? So. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You said it was called woofing. Woofing. Where did you find? How did you find this out? I really want to say it was YouTube. I want to say that I like was i had probably already been well i was already interested in like tiny living micro um micro builds with like small houses and stuff like that like i was already kind of getting introduced to this like life of sustainability Uh and i feel like through that i had probably just seen people that had tried opportunities like that my best friend at the time had also been really interested in projects like that she's always been a hippie like had a thousand plants in her room kind of a vibe (laughs) so she had just been Poison watching. Mike. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she, yeah, she, I think we just, like, I think she may have presented the idea, and I just, like, was able to, like, put the logistics together to be, like, cool, this is how much money we need. This right. is the flight we need to get on. You know, let me make an account, get an email. Let's Skype this guy, talk to him, oh, get it God. all set up. That is some ballsy shit. It yeah. really is, dude. Yeah. I'm like, That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if, like, I just, I couldn't do that. I like my bed and I like my shower, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my oh, space. Oh, I know. You hermit. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Know. It's okay. It's okay. You guys, like, heard those people couch surfing? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? How, like, yeah. people are just so accepting. Like, yeah, just lay on the couch. <laughs> you know, live in the couch. What do they used to call that? Uh, where like, well, what do they call that? I don't know. I'm just known as couch, couch surfing. Surfing? Yeah. Isn't that how, uh, like, Airbnb kind of got going? Like, yeah, there actually is a... That? I'm sure that... I think, like, Couchsurfing was, like, actually coined because there's a website, like, called Couchsurfing that, like, helped provide people with opportunities yeah. okay. like that. Similar to, like, Craigslist, where you could just be like, hey, like, I have a room available mm-hmm. if anyone wants to rent it. 
That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So I think I it mean, like came out of that, and I think it came out of like people just like wanting to have experiences like that, but not knowing how to get them. Yeah. And so like someone out there who was smart enough to like put together an online portal to connect people of that lifestyle together. Yeah. That that's amazing. That's that that's some ballsy stuff right there because I'm with you. I'm like, oh man, Wolfing, yeah. Skype this guy. I don't know. You, you don't know, you know. Yeah, it was, it but was that's a amazing. Lot of, it was a lot of research. It was a lot of watching wow. YouTube videos on people's experiences. It was a lot of, you know what I mean, emailing people and asking them you know, did you stay here? How yeah. did you like it? Were the people light nice? Like, it was really interesting. We flew the first night in, and and we stayed at a hostel. Uh-huh. You know, just like waiting to go to the Airbnb in the morning. And the lady that we met at the hostel had said that that's how she had also come to the island. Like she had woofed at a farm. Uh-huh. And it was like I don't know if it was the farm we had stayed at, or or it was like yeah. one we had looked at, but weren't going to anymore. But she had told us like a horror story of like her going to this farm in the on the road to Hana. Oh, you're God. you know 30, 15 to thirty miles away from civilization. Like it's a jungle. Like you're not fucking walking back. Like right. You know. And she had said it was basically like a horror story. Like she was being treated like, you know, like a slave. Yeah. Like just like oh, worked to the bone. God. Like wasn't getting the accommodations she was pro you know promised. There were like roaches and bugs in her room, and like you know she didn't feel safe. She. You know, oh my, yeah, yeah, see that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah, but still, like, man, you're 22 and you've lived some experiences. Yeah, that was a really interesting one. I, I honestly don't think my parents like fully grasp like what that was or like yeah. what I did. I, I still think to this day like they they don't get me at all. Like I think that they're just like <laughs> he's on his own fucking wavelength. Like we love him. Yeah, we're <laughs> just gonna let him do him. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. They they're not very they're not priors. They don't really ask too many questions. They've really just been like, do your fucking thing. And I've really? done it. Just what are, what are their thing. zodiac signs? My dad's also a Cancer, July twenty first. Okay. My mother is a Leo, August eighteenth. I'm August nineteenth. Oh yay! That's awesome. Yeah. So they're interesting. They're very interesting. My mom's not very Leoist to me. Like she doesn't feel like that. Really. Maybe she wasn't like her her previous experiences in life. Maybe her addiction and her life has changed her. But yeah, she doesn't feel very like, you know, outward like a Leo does. She doesn't feel very fiery to me. Interesting. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like Leos, we're probably the least fiery sign unless you piss us off. Mm-hmm. We're more. Uh, they say that the Leo is the most likable fire sign, anyways. Yeah. But they like to be the center of attention, and they also don't like the center of attention. Yeah. It's kind of a weird exchange uh, yeah. with self. Yeah, it's like kryptonite or something, you know? Yeah, but interesting. Wow. <laughs> I can't... I, that is... That's amazing. Would you ever do it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I don't think so. I really don't. If it was... If it was... If I could really, really choose what I was doing... Yeah. I would do it. If I could really specify, you know, like what type of knowledge and information I'm getting and the people wow. that I'm with, like I would choose to do something like that again, like a retreat, you know, yeah. I would totally do, but like as far as working in that w- regard with like the amount of labor and energy that goes into it, like just no, no, yeah. I, no, I, I'm not a brute, definitely a brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have <laughs> string bean arms and I probably always will. So Hopefully they get bulkier, a little bit bulkier string beans, but... Start breaking. 
I know you're right. <laughs> Go get some uh, right. pretty good looking shoulders. I know that would handstands, baby. That would be so. nice. I could, I could, I could deal with that. But yeah, that would be the most intuitive experience I've had. That's amazing. Yeah, and school for right now too. Yeah. Oh yeah. An intuitive Just experience. say, what are you? What are your goals after school? Like, what do you got going on? <sighs> I mean, who really knows? Yeah. Honestly, I think, you know, that gets into the bigger conversation of like, what's the world going through? Like, I think, you know, it's oh, not yeah. really what you want to do. It's yeah. more so, like, what the world is going to allow you to do is how I kind of feel about it mm. right now, at least. It just feels like I am not really in a position to start, like, thinking about my own personal growth because I feel like the shit's just going to get yeah. so wrecked. Would you say, like, you're more of, like, a go-with-the-flow type of person or are you more of, like, a planner? Like a planner I'd say a good mix of both. Like, I'd okay. say I'm, I'm a pretty good planner, but I'm extremely adaptive. Yeah. Yeah, S- extremely adaptive. I really enjoy those situations of yeah. being like, "Oof, got to figure this out." Like, I kind of like those intense moments of like, put your head in the sand and like figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I like Interesting. that. Do you know? Sorry, I'm kind of like switching gears. Dude, let's like, do it. Almost. Have you ever heard of human design? A little bit. I've actually been instructed from some individuals that are friends to figure out what they believe my pathway is and yeah. look through that. Yeah. So human design is like. We're all a super in-depth like, and it uses st- astrology as well. But it, it's a super in-depth like structure of what you're supposed to do with your life. Right, like, like an archetype of your yeah, existence. Yeah, there's, there's different archetypes. There's like generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector. Do you know what you are? I'm no. super interested. Oh. I'm I talking your... about this. Yeah. Should yeah. we pause and take the test? Hey, yeah, we're gonna pause. Give us a second. I we're gonna to, take this test because I want to know. And we had a uh, Okay, I took human design test. I'm a generator, 2-4 profile. Um, and it basically kind of sums up. I'm a generator. I act from experience. I act with massive amounts of energy. You connect to source. You're connected to your own higher power. Um, I had um, an emotional... Um, inner strength, inner authority is emotional with my main source coming from my solar plexus, which makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. It says my, um, it was like innate response is like to respond or something like that. Yeah. Yes. So that makes, it makes yeah. pretty, makes pretty serious. I would say I'm pretty spontaneous. Like I am, I am pretty good at re- responding to my environment pretty okay. extremely. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a generator as well. I'm a 3-5 generator, which is like the great life experimenter. And then I, I'm emotional with my decisions as well. And I, yeah, if you haven't heard of human design, you should really look it up. It, it, is, yeah. it is super intriguing. Um, there, you can get readings with your human design. I mean, it's, it's just as complex as astrology. Wait, are you, you, know are you, about are you two um, manifesting generators? No. That's what I am. No. What's just, the difference just, between a manifesting generator and then a generator? Because mine just says multi-passionate uh, people who are here to do and accomplish many diverse things. You should look uh, at I'm also emotional, too, uh, with my authority. It's uh, My solar plexus is based on how something makes me feel. Um, What's your profile? The profile is a 3-6, the living contrast. It's interesting. Yeah. Am I a freak of nature? What am I? No. I, I mean, I don't know much about the, the different types of profiles. Like, I, I've only, like, researched mine. Mm-hmm. But there's a number of different profiles. This is interesting. Each. 
Look it up, yeah. folks. Human design. Yeah. Yeah. You know, starting a bigger conversation on a topic like this, like, how do you feel about those types of, like, life explaining, um, I don't know, like, games life or, like, experiences? Like, like human design or astrology. Numerology. Or, numer- yes, anything like that. Like, how do you feel about, you know, um, I don't even know, programs maybe? Like, experiences? You know, yeah. explained programs that kind of like how do you feel about that which why are the ones that have a you know have a ta- have attracted you like stuck with you, so, you know, what kind of truth do you see in that i so for me like it's always been astrology i've always been super intri- intrigued with in- astrology not your horoscope i i don't really i don't even read horoscopes i think that's kind of yeah, foo-foo, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some people have it broken down to a science, but astrology has stuck with me. The more I learn about it, the more intrigued I get with it because there's so many levels to it. It's not just, I'm a sun, my sun sign is Leo. Yeah. You know, there's different planets. Um, each planet represents a different aspect in your life. So, for instance, like Mercury is... The communication planet, right? right? Uh, Venus is the relationship planet, right? Mars is—it's uh, how you—it's how you have sex, or how you you, uh, yeah, like present yourself sexually, and it is also how you fight. Yeah, and it's then, like your Aries, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and if your Venus is like your Aphrodite. It's like the masculine, the feminine, exactly. Yeah. And then your your Jupiter is. Like it's like the planet of abundance because it's always expanding. Yeah. And yeah. Then Saturn is like a lesson learned. Every it it literally makes a lap around our solar system every twenty eight years, I believe. And it when that twenty eight so you were when you were born, Saturn was in its certain position. Yeah. And in your twenty eighth by the age of twenty eight, I believe it comes all the way back around for you. And your life, you get a life-changing experience. You know what I mean? Um, It's supposed to help you grow. Um, Which was funny because that's the same year I got divorced. Really? From my ex-wife and met my current wife and got remarried and had kids. Like, my life completely changed when that happened. I had no idea about this. I actually currently just learned about this this past year interesting so I was like holy shit that's crazy you know what I mean so there's like every like I said every planet has a different like what's that aspect I can't remember damn it I know I think Aquarius is ruled by Neptune yeah I I don't remember um but the the main planets that you want to pay attention to is the first five I think like basically your sun sign all the way to Mars Mm. is the most relevant in your life because those planets come around sooner, right? They're ever-changing. And then the last couple of planets are generational. Like, you know, because they take so long to loop back around. So people that you were, you know, when you were born, people in that generation probably have those same planets Mm. in the same signs. Um, and then you have houses. Houses go into different aspects of your your uh, 
self, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. There's so many levels to it. And so as I'm learning all of this, I'm learning that there's just science backed by it, you know what I mean? And it goes back thousands and thousands of years. And there's different types of astrology. There's like Vedic astrology, and they say that that is actually more accurate than Western astrology. Right, right. Um, So that's super interesting if you're going to learn your Vedic astrology. Mine's still the same. I think I'm like, my moon signs change, or something's changed from... Aries to Pisces. You really should look into Ayurvedic. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Like learning your season. It also has a lot to do with like how also because it, they view Ayurvedic is all like holistic. So it's like not just the aspects of your life, but it's also the aspects of your body. Right. So it also tails into like what's, you know, it, it'll give you like, they call them like seasons, but you'll, it'll give you like a rating of season and, and that can exp- like it, it, I don't know. It just because of the way that our world like rotates within its own structure, it'll tell you a lot about like your physicality and illnesses or issues with your body that you'll suffer throughout your life too, as well as like emotional aspects like relationships and emotional connections and Yeah, and that's like that's an Indian India. Yes. yes. From India. Like India based structured uh astrology. Yeah. It's been around longer than Western astrology. Right. 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 Um so yeah, I mean, as far as astrology goes, I'm, I, I'm not like, oh, you're a Pisces, I hate you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's more like, okay, you're a Pisces. The first three signs in your in your zodiac, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign are the most prevalent, right? And it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, you're a Leo and I'm a Taurus. We're never gonna get along. Well, what is your moon and your rising and what's your venus because right. venus it has to do with relationships right and friendship and, and yeah yeah um not just romantic relationships yeah friendships and all that other stuff but it's it's super intriguing when you start telling people that because nobody most people don't know that you know what i mean yeah. and so when you start breaking it down like that they start respecting it more because it's unknown right because right? everybody when you first hear astrology you're just like the sun sign that's it right and it's way more in depth than that. So, I really, like I said, I, I like going off of that. And I I have an actual, I have an astrology or a zodiac journal that really? I keep, where I've written down like just key things for each, you know, experience um, or level. Well, each sign. Okay. And then I actually have who I know, and I write down their, you know, their name on under their uh, sign. Mm-hmm. And that has actually helped me more than anything. Really? Because then I start seeing similarities. Oh, you're Aquarius? Yeah. And your girlfriend's an Aquarius? You guys kind of act the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Flight, or one of our crew members, Flight, you're an Aquarius? Well, you you guys have a lot of similarities. But you also are very different, you know what I mean? Just because you're an Aquarius, like I said, there's so much... More. more than just your sun sign mm-hmm. but you definitely have these certain characteristics that are the same right and you might and the, the other thing is your mercury is how you communicate you might communicate things differently because of that right so I mean I'm not a professional on astrology like I said I just kind of I'm self-taught mm-hmm. and it's like I, the more in depth I get the more I just see and it's easier to point out oh you are this sign or at least I can get the element. Mm-hmm. You're a water sign. You're an earth sign. Yeah. You're a fire sign. Yeah. And that's kind of like, 
that is almost on point for me. I can tell. Oh, same. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, and it's it makes it more believable to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know some people are like, oh, that's crap. But you are looking at the horoscope part of it most of the, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think is crap. Right. and I, it's different for everybody. Totally. And I've had friends who have said, you know, like, I, I sometimes I'll, I'll kind of joke in that, like, hilarious, hilarious, that's a great word. Hilarious. But that hilarious um, way as, like, a Gen Z where I'm like, oh, she's such a Gemini, like, bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I've had friends who are like, oh, you know, like, do you actually believe that? Like, it sounds like foo-foo to me. Like, that's kind of ridiculous to, like, chop people up to, like, a t- you know what I mean? Like, a label like that. Yeah. But I've also said, like, I think it's what's beautiful about it is it can help you navigate, like, life in a, just a more, like, helpful, assistive way. Like, all of the Zodiacs have experiences and, and certain attributes, like, worth striving or, like, working with and working yeah. for. So connecting to that part of yourself could, like, never be a bad thing, in my opinion. It's, I like, agree. if it can help you, you know, establish a more clear... Understand yourself. More. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And form better relationships with money or your family or anxiety or whatever it is you're looking for. I think that's... And, I, again, the human, with hum, things like human design. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, like, all of these different things, like you're saying, are just... A, a navigational tool for yourself right you know you can choose to listen to it or not listen to right. it it's up to you um even going even further we should do a whole podcast on astrology we've been talking about this forever but they're saying i i listened to somebody who broke it down by angle like you're you were born um leo on the 26th degree right and he's saying Basically, it there's 31 or 30 degrees. I can't remember how many degrees there are, but that explains why every Leo that you meet is slightly different uh-huh. in that aspect, just that aspect alone, uh-huh. yeah. plus all the other things that I just said. Right. Um, so that's just I. I'm not gonna get too further, too much further in that because we're already like an hour and ten minutes into this, mm-hmm. but. We'll, we'll have a whole another podcast about it. But then there's, like, numerology, and there's human design, there's auras. Yeah. There's animal totems. There's all these different things. Yeah. And I I think it's fascinating. All beautiful. It's so fascinating. And the more aware you become, the more you'll utilize that as a tool in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which... I think is like overall in a larger aspect that's like what the world is working towards in a way like this oh totally I think everything that's happened this last year like there's a very large like paradigm shift happening like it's going to continue to happen I believe like I think people are going to start being forced to connect deeper with their families and themselves and their immediate circumstances they're going to realize like what life really is about and I think it's not going to be you know regarding this like materialistic space that we're currently inhabiting well and that's the the other thing is we we just went into the age of aquarius and they're more aquariuses and air signs are more mental based you know what i mean they're more thoughtful and scientifical like especially in aquarius right they have a very scientific mind yeah they really need proof and evidence to prevent you know yep and we i can't remember what we just came out of but it was more of like a building Era. It was an Earth sign. Capricorn? It might have been Capricorn. I think it was Capricorn. But we're coming out of that age into an Aquarius age. 
So it's going from building and, you know, structures and all this other stuff to yeah. now we have we have Aquarius who are just completely unique with thinking. Yeah. And it's, you know, this next generation. I know a lot of the older generation complain about the Dude, next generation, but the next generation is thinking a lot more. No, yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah. And, and really... want to use the term woke. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Woke aware. Woke yeah, it's, interesting. It's well, it was like, intriguing. do you remember that, um, that brain candy thing you were talking to me about? I looked it up. It was the law of one. Oh, yeah, the law of one. That was some pretty trippy-ass shit. <laughs> we got to do It talks about, like, the, the different stages of the dimensions, and yeah. that's what you're kind of, like, saying, we're going to the Aquarius stage, and that, yeah. if you look up the law of one, they're saying, like, we're starting to... Um, transform into what is it like the fourth, fourth dimension. dimension yeah that's also what I meant earlier when I was saying there's like a paradigm shift mm, like yes. if that's a form of the law of one and like that's a way to, to discuss that ability I just it is if, if you're intuitive which I feel like you are you know I'll, both you are yeah. as well it's like that's a real feeling like oh yeah I've had discussions with especially dancers I think dancers are just more in tune with like their own personal well, awareness it's like even in our community alone like we've already seen a reflection of the change that I think are going that's going through mm-hmm. the whole world right now. It's yeah. like people are just approaching their life and their craft and the way that they feel about things in such drastically different ways than oh, they yeah. were even yeah, like yeah, three yeah. years ago. Well, you know, was it you that was kind of telling me it's like with um, like people like your generation or maybe just a little bit above, they're more of like again with like the structure like work hard and then I'm gonna work harder. Rather, right. it's like my generation we're considered like lazy, yeah. right? Because it's like we're more aware. It's like we're gonna bust our ass for for what you know yeah. like. Uh, like a couple extra hundred dollars that's not right. fucking worth it you know right. it's like not worth my mental health it's not worth my physical health yeah. there's no point into it so yeah. why would i do it yeah, yeah. And, the, I mean? and the rewards are completely different yeah. it's like it is look at the resources we have now like we're not going we know that we know damn well even the top level of us and the, our skill level yeah. isn't going to be rewarded with the things that basic basic people in older generations were accustomed to yeah like a house or a lawn or a working car or the promise of savings or a good education or you know affordable health care anything yeah. like that yeah and the funny thing is going back to what you're saying mm-hmm. or piggybacking off of it i guess is uh i was i was telling him joey uh i had not a discussion with this guy at my work uh-huh. who's that old school mentality he's like oh these kids these days they just have their noses buried in their phones you know even when they're driving they're just gonna get in car wrecks I said well this generation is also like making cars that can drive themselves so they can keep their nose in their phone and what they probably are doing is bitcoin cryptocurrency mm-hmm. they're monitoring their business on their phone and not working as hard as you or I you know what I mean like busting our ass and that's that's then he's just sat there and went like (laughs) jaw open like (laughs) I didn't think about that and I'm like well yeah I mean this generation might be lazier but they're making it easier for themselves to be lazy because of all of the 
shit they're coming up with. Right, and also lazy, laziness is relative. La- they're lazy relative to you having to work 40 hours exactly. since you were fucking 16 years old. Like, we're exactly. talking about evolution, you know? That yeah. means, like, having time to raise your children, having yeah. time to build your own home, to manage your own welfare, to... Right. You know what I mean? To engage with your own body and your family. It's like no one wants to be working that much and sacrificing yeah. their livelihood. And that, that goes right up to what we were saying. Like their generation grew up in that Capricorn kind of era where it was just like building instruction. Like I got to work hard yeah. to have that American dream. Pull myself dream. up by my bootstraps. Exactly. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that because they made America and you know the economy of where it's at you know right they did make great improvements they did make great improvements and it was very necessary and now we're going into a completely different era the age of aquarius where it's more thinking based and it's like you're saying they might look lazy but it's relative yeah like they're thinking i don't want to work this hard so what can i do to make it so i don't have to work this hard right and have more time and i think that's brilliant yeah god i hope i I hope that I'm still around when that happens for everybody, for most people, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, people thrive on that old school mentality and way of living. They thrive on it, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. People like that stuff. But this younger generation, most of them don't, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, change is good. It's necessary. Exactly, and instead of this older generation looking down on the newer generation they should be with the generation i think that's where yeah. the awareness has to come in yeah and everybody needs to work together together instead of working against each other yeah, yeah. and i once you do that sorry go ahead finishing my thought up once you do that just imagine like just imagine okay if the entire world was like that yeah instead of working against each other yeah. work with each other how further along would we be as a civilization yeah. on earth you know what i mean instead of being like you're asian and you're african and you're mexican we're just human yeah right just look at each other as human work together like what are you doing over there that is uh making less pollution that we're not doing so yeah. we can do it and make it better like right and having open discussions exactly like, there's so much money involved in that process that it's like so much it it just well, and the thing is, is like, think about this, okay? So the people running this country right now are all way old generations. Yeah. Right? The old mind state. And I have people at my work that are like, oh, I'm so afraid of when the next generation comes up and they're in power. I'm so afraid. I'm like, fuck no. I I can't wait because they're very more, much more open-minded and thinking about shit. Yeah. And they're more like, like woke. Yeah. They're more aware. They're going to be more aware right. than what you are right now. Right. So right? we need right now. And yeah, that's what you is. need. Yeah. The it whole is. world needs that right now. It felt like there was a lot of that like mindless building to just like to get to do things just to do things. Yes. There was like no forethought in these actions. Nope. And it's like, I remember running into an older man who worked at like a gas station, like a Sinclair on the the corner of like a random. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right. just in the middle of nowhere and. We struck up a conversation. He was a great guy, but he had told us, he had asked if, if we wanted a plastic bag, and we were like, oh, no. And he was like, I get it. And we were like, oh, 
you know, he like has a story to tell. But when, after, you know, prying a little bit, he basically like gives us the story about like how he's devastated. He worked in a plastic company. He worked for a plastic company during his like adult, you know, the beginning of his yeah. adult 20s. Mm-hmm. And he is, he like carries that shame around with him every oh, day. Because he's like, I hate it. Like the plastic industry is ruining the world. I, I, the, the pollution that's all over my, all over my my yard all over my state like you can't drive a single place without seeing it embedded in the dirt you can't even go to the middle of a national forest without finding it guaranteed and it was like you know i think that there are people i also think it's like that something specific about american culture is like the lack of accountability i think i think in other countries there are definitely a difference in that i would say like there's this really large stigma of like those older generations like refusing to take accountability for the negative and the positive that's like happened within their lifetime yeah but it's like our generation's totally fine with that like i guarantee you know 10 years ago if you were in a high school you'd never hear like a high school kid or at least here in utah right like you'd never hear a high school kid like openly questioning the credibility of like the u.s government or something but it's like during my high school when i like watched trump take office or like watched experiences with obama or just like the way that media you know introduced itself it's like whoa that's a whole different world of politics Mm -hmm. yeah our generation was exposed to a whole different version of what a presidency is how a congress runs how shit gets filtered You know, it's like that generation doesn't have any choice but to question everything that's in front of them, yeah. negative or positive. And I think we're just willing to take more accountability to say like, oof, wow, we're all using plastic and that's horrible. Like we should do something about it yeah. Yeah. instead of, you know, wanting to be like, but look at the numbers, look at the percentages, look at the economy. And yeah. it's like that doesn't take away, you know, the truth, which is that like we're all living in a situation, you know, all situations need improvement, you know, oh, regardless totally. of where it comes from. Yeah. It's all about money. It is. It's, it's really it's heartbreaking, it, honestly, because there are many <laughs> solutions. Like hemp is is a big solution. Like with against like plastic, you know, it's like it's yeah. natural. It grows way faster, and you know it's able to do its job. And by the time you're done, it you know decomposes like uh, what is it like bio bio degradable biodegradable. Yeah. yeah. I heard that they so, were building houses out of that. They were um, like trying yeah. to or something. That I can't. I think that would be someone awesome. was saying. I think it was my girlfriend that was saying like Henry Ford actually was the first one to discover that you can run off engines off of like the hemp. But, really? Yeah, but I think like the Rockefellers, you know, like were totally against it because they wanted oil. Yeah. So it, they went with oil because it's it will destroy their business. Yeah. You know. And that's that's the crazy thing is uh, it this country and not just this country probably many countries are just ran by it's just so corrupted it's just so corrupted by money and and like oh man it's like jeffrey bezos (laughs) like shitting out 150 million dollars like to go to space yeah that's what i was just gonna say (laughs) why why do you need that much money like God, like you could cure world hunger. No, like when does it stop? That really is like the larger question too. Where it's like not only I don't I think this comes into a bigger thing, and that's where like my generator energy comes in. But it's mm-hmm. like 
it's not just the products I think that we need to like look into, but it's mm. also like the way we are valuing what we have. Like yeah. it's not just being like, oh, look at all this plastic that we could transfer to these other products that are more biodegradable. It's like, first of all, what are we going to do about all the waste that's already there? Yeah. Second of all, it's not about what we're using. It's about what we're doing. Like point blank period, go to the root of the tree. You know, it's not about, it's the fact that we, like there are people who buy three or four things of Starbucks or, or you know, super gulps at a 7-Eleven every day. It's like the way we value food, the way that our industry is running as far as like manufacturing and producing products, you know, shipping food from different countries, having to package everything, fill everything with preservatives to put it in a plastic box, you know, mm. it's like that, that whole structure is what really needs to change. You oh know? yeah. The products are much smaller. It's much more the system that like allows the product to get where it's going to be yeah. used the way it's intended. That's what's worse. Yeah. And that goes for everything. And, and that all leads back straight to where we've already been saying, which is like money and corruption. It's like so many people here were so much more focused on like how to build themselves or their community individually instead of sustainably and as an actual nation. Right. You know, like we are not a nation. We are a state of nations. You know, or we, we're a nation of states. All right. of our states have their own individual rights. Our cities have mm-hmm. own, our own individual rights, which are beautiful and excessive and helpful and so integral into like producing authenticity within every environment mm-hmm. but also like really difficult to maintain like clarity and safety when we're getting into situations like we are now where it's like no people's water is poison yeah. people's lives are at stake because this shit has gone too far right that's a large conversation but it's like that's the world we're in right now you it know is. and coming to terms with that is a whole other fucking thing yeah it's a scary thing and it's (laughs) it's kind of one of those things that you know we've always adapted to something in the past and we'll adapt to it where where it's gonna go i have no idea right but just along the journey of however whatever you're passionate about become aware of what other people are passionate about yeah educate yourself you know what I mean? If you educate yourself, the more educated you become, the more aware you become. Yeah. The more aware you become, I feel like the more empathetic you become, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's just kind of been my motto. That's what we need. Yeah. It is. It is. More empathy, more understanding, you know, instead of like trying to push your views on people. Mm-hmm really understand people first yeah and then have the conversation rather than an argument yeah you know what i mean and and recognize how important it is to have diversity it's like even the human body like all of our cells are completely different yeah we all have similar characteristics or Mm -hmm. maybe all are all you know structured in similar ways but like we are all so integral to the system of a body. Every single cell is. Yeah. And the world needs the same thing. Like, we can't all have the same mindset. We can't all do the same things. No, totally That's not. not what life looks like. It's like... It'd be boring. So, so boring. <laughs> it's so important to, to cherish, like, yeah. the individuality of who we are and where we come from. And using it to your advantage. Totally. Yeah. Man, this has been this has been a pretty good deep podcast yeah. so far. We touched on a little bit of everything. Should we wrap it up? I guess we're, we're, at, a, we're at a minute and twenty or an hour and twenty five minutes. Um, yeah, let's 
think that's good. I think we need a part two, though. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this has been an awesome No, it's great. Like, I'm glad you two met because, like, again, two of my favorite people in this room right now are getting to know each other, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm this excited. Awesome. I would love to. start, man. Yeah. Totally. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and Absolutely. chatting it up with us. And yeah. It, like telling us all about your crazy adventures and freaking Maui and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, That's I amazing. A little bit of everything, for sure. <laughs> totally. So uh, tell your mother, tell your father. Tell your brother, tell your sister. <laughs> tell your cats tell your neighbor. dogs. Everything. Please, uh, please, if you liked our what we're talking about, please like, like subscribe, comment. share. We love your feedback. Yeah, comment. Tell us what you want us to talk about next and uh thank you for listening peace out peace